Well, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the 100th episode of The Chris Carpenter Show. This is also the two-year anniversary celebration of The Chris Carpenter Show. Um, before I dive into, we're going to talk a lot of tech baseball today. Um, I want to just say a couple things kind of to commemorate these two moments in this show's history. Um, it, it is hard to believe it's been two years since I started this podcast. You know, I started it just kind of on a whim. Um, and I started it because I love podcasts myself and that really has not changed in these last couple of years. In fact, I, in fact, I've added more podcasts, um, that I listen to regularly, you know, um, and I just thought I could jump in. I, I like to talk. I like, I have opinions and I thought, oh, why not jump in and, and maybe produce my own podcast? And here we are, 100 episodes in. Actually, it's more than 100 episodes, you know, if you throw in the midweek madnesses and special episodes. But um, it's, it's, been a, it's been a great um, ride so far. You know, I talked about in the last episode, this, is a, this has been a year of changes for me. Uh, and uh, one big change that's going to be happening very soon is I'm going to be moving um, out of where I currently live, the city I live, and starting a new job, um, and you know, moving to a new new place. And so, you know, even though all of these changes are happening, uh, I still intend on recording this podcast at least every week, and then in the summer, throwing in some midweek madnesses, which we're going to have a really fun midweek madness coming up this Wednesday that I'll talk about here near the end of the show. Um, but, I, you know, I just want to thank everybody that's listened to the podcast through the years. And again, you know, continue to tell your friends about it. And let's continue to grow the audience. I would love to this audience to continue to grow. And I'm still hopped on this ride. I still intend on recording. And, you know, maybe we'll get ourselves to 200 episodes at some point. So... Anyway, we're going to jump right into it as far as the news this week. Obviously, this is going to be a very uh, heavy Texas Tech baseball podcast. Um, Texas Tech season ended earlier today in, uh, at the Gainesville Regional, losing 6 to nothing to Florida and the deciding uh, regional final game three between the two teams. Let's talk a little bit before we jump into today's game. And we're also going to talk, um, kind of just do a little bit of a summary wrap up i'm going to give you my opinion on the season but let's talk about this gainesville regional as a whole it started off on friday uh, tech ended up opening up with yukon mason molina i mean he was he has been nails the the last few starts and and really all year long he's he's been you know um by and far your number one starter had 10 strikeouts in in the game on Friday, you were able to defeat UConn. Get yourself, I think, believe it was five to three was the final score of the UConn game. So you got yourself to one and zero, which obviously very important to get that first win and and not get yourself behind um, uh, as far as the getting through the regional. You then end up playing Florida, the number two overall seed, Florida on Saturday night, and Kyle Robinson. You know, Kyle Robinson has shown so much growth this season as a pitcher. You, you go back, he was the starter um, in your very first game back in February against Gonzaga, had all sorts of struggles, 
And now you you go back and you look at the start that he had against Florida on Saturday. Um, lots of growth on the part of that pitcher and gave you everything that he could. You were able to cobble together some runs as well. And you were able to get the victory over Florida to get yourself to two and zero. You put Florida on in the losing losers bracket, and you get you put Florida into a situation where they were going to have to come back and play two games on Sunday. Um, you know, well, and UConn would have had to as well if they had won. So Florida ends up defeating UConn Sunday eight to three. You then they then come back in the nightcap. They play you, and you know again. You know, you I thought you. Got a lot out of your starter um, in that game. Um, I thought he, I thought the starter did really well. I'm having a brain fart, and I don't remember. <laughs> oh, Zane Petty. Hello. Um, sorry. Uh, Zane Petty was your starter for the game on Friday, on Sunday. And I thought he gave you everything um, that he could. And, you know, the unfortunate factor in that in that game was, you know, you just – the Florida Bats came alive. You had some issues with relief staff. I also want to give a shout-out to Sanders on Saturday night as well. Sanders, uh, as, a, as, your, as relief staff, I think gave you some really good um, work as well. Back to Sunday, um, you know, things just kind of fell apart. You, you know, you were able to get some runs in on your own, but, you know, Florida was able to outlast you and outrun you, which set up today's deciding um, game Game quote unquote game seven, the third game between you and Florida. Um, you ended up going with uh, Caleb Rogers as your starter. Um, he he lasted three innings. You know got got you um you know uh, zero zero, and then he you know he was taken out, and it just kind of fell apart from there. Um, you had a three run home run given up. You had you know unfortunately you know some of your pitchers could not throw strikes when you needed them to and you know just unfortunately just kind of fell apart from there Florida ends up getting the win six to nothing it did not help that you know you had really zero going on in the in the the hitting game today um you 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 would get some people on and then you just could not bat them through home and and you end up with um, this this is this loss, and you end up with your season ending in Florida, moving on to the Super Regionals, which they will be facing South Carolina. You know, obviously, it's disappointing. Um, I think that's. I think every Tech fan probably feels that sentiment. I mean, you know, you, you hate for your season to end with without um, advancing farther than than you did. Going, you know, going to a super, or especially going to Omaha. Um, you know, I've seen some tech fans on social media talk about, well, this was a failing baseball team. This is a fail- season of failures. I, I, you know, I completely disagree with that part of it. You know, you you um, you had a very young team. You had a team full of freshmen and sophomores. And you were able to cobble together um, um, NCAA tournament berth, and I mean, you pushed Florida to the brink. You were able to beat them once. I think you just, uh, you know, ran out of gas um, at the end, and and you just you didn't have the pitching to really um, push you through in the regional. And that that you know, I talked about that um, you know on previous podcasts. Is you know this team just pitching wise probably more set up to to do well at a super regional than a regional and you know you 
your pitching, I think, did everything that you could have asked for uh, those first two games. I mean, you got yourself to two and zero, and you know you just couldn't couldn't finish the job. Um, having said that, you know the 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 offense, especially was shut out today, and and really you stranded a lot of uh, men on base yesterday and in, in the game on Sunday, and just. You can't have that happen and expect to win a regional, especially against a team as good as uh, number two Florida. So, um, I I personally I, I deem this season a success. I think I think it's it's extremely um, delusional to to have the attitude if you're a Texas Tech baseball fan that any season that doesn't end in Omaha is a failure. You know. That it's extremely hard to get to Omaha. You know, getting to a College World Series is the equivalent of getting to a Final Four, and you know, those are difficult things to get to. And so you, you've been, you were, you obviously been really lucky that you know the past few years to get to four and and however many seasons it was. Um, again, you know, Tim Tadlock takes you to another regional. You've now been in the postseason seven seven years in a row. Um, which is ma- it matches the record that Larry Hayes had as far as postseason appearances going back to the '90s. Um, you know, Tadlock has every single year that you have been in the NCAA tournament under Tim Tadlock, you've gotten to the regional final, meaning you're not going to these regionals and losing two quick games and then leaving. You're you're battling it out every single time, whether it be on the road or whether it be uh, you host. Um, and, and, and you're giving yourself a chance to get, to, to get further and further into, uh, the baseball postseason. And, and, and let's also face it. You, you did beat a heck of a team Saturday night in Florida. I mean, Florida is definitely going to be a team that, um, I, I think will, will threaten to not only get to Omaha, but be a team that, you know, might win the whole thing when it's all said and done. And so there, there's, to me, there's nothing to hang your head about, and um, I, I view this season as a success. I think, you know, the the what ifs are going to be, you know, what if Bo Blessy didn't get hurt? I think that was uh, probably one of the things that hurt you this season is if you you know Bo Blessy before he got hurt was looking really good. If you were able to have him um, at at his full strength. And Molina, you would have that one-two punch, and then you have Kyle Robinson coming on strong. You know, you're you're obviously more set up to to do well in a, in a regional type setting. Um, I think the 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 problem of stranding people on base, obviously, that was another problem that that you know kind of came back to bite you in the butt um, in this in this regional. You know that that's something you got to work on. Again, you know this is a very young team. This is a team full of fre- uh, quite quite a few freshmen and sophomores are on this team. And really, I mean, the core of your your team is freshmen and sophomores or or players that that can come back that are not draft eligible. Um, and so it's going to be interesting to see. You know, do you have some of these players enter the transfer portal? That's always going to be you know kind of. Um, in the potential background of things, um, with, with everything, um, you know, with this, t- the Tim Tadlock base tech baseball teams, you have had a you know high number of, of players get drafted. And so that's going to be something to, to bear watching, especially on the pitching, pitching side of things. Um, but you know, 
I think the expectations are going to be very high next year again. And especially if you're able to retain uh, the core of the this team this year, you know, I, I think certainly you're going to be um, in a position to have a pretty special season next year. So I, I think bottom line, you know, as long as, as Tim Tadlock is the coach of, of Texas Tech baseball, you're going to be a team that is consistently going into the postseason and you're, you're, getting, you're getting a shot to go deep into the postseason. And, and that's really all you can ask for. And, you know, so, you know, for all, all of you, you know, fair weather Tech fans that are saying stupid things like, well, Tadlock's lost his touch or, you know, whatever else you want to say, um, you need to remember what this Texas Tech baseball program was like before uh, Tim Tadlock took over. Um, you know, under Dan Spencer, you were struggling even to get into the Big 12 tournament, meaning you were struggling not to finish in dead last in the Big 12. And so, um, you know, just just remember that when you when you gripe and when you complain, um, you know I, I think Tadlock has become a bit of a victim of his own success with the you know going to four um, College World Series and in, in the small number of years he did it, you know there there are some Tech fans that believe that well it's just it's a it's the birthright of Texas Tech baseball to go to Omaha every year. Uh, you know that's that's just not necessarily the case, and there's not really any any baseball program, college baseball program that exists that it's quote unquote their birthright to go to Omaha every year. And yeah, I mean, sure there are some that go to Omaha more consistently than others, and you know you hope hope to um, you know be one of those teams, and I think you're you're on the brink of being one of those teams, but you know that, that I think that's it's it's real silly to. I have that mentality that, oh, you know, every year we should be going to the, you know, college world. So we should be going to Omaha no matter what. You know, a lot of it depends on matchup and a lot of it depends on other things. And, you know, you just you didn't have it this year. Um, you, you There were there were some weaknesses on this team that were just a little bit too much to overcome. And again, I, I still view this season as a success. You're you you get yourself to the postseason, you get yourself within one game of advancing to a super regional. I don't think you can ask much more from, you know, this baseball program. So, um, so now we're going to kind of shift to kind of our off season of, of sports talk. And don't worry, there's still going to be plenty of sports talk. You know, I remember last year, Thinking, oh, what are we going to talk about when it comes to sports? You know, without any tech uh, tech games going on, and then USC UCLA bolt for the the Big Ten, and and basically we're we're talking all sorts of realignment stuff. You know, moving forward, um, we certainly are are probably going to be talking some of that um, coming coming up. And I think the realignment train and the realignment wheel or whatever you want to call it, that's going to continue to move. And you might see some some move into the Big 12 specifically coming up. And, and you know, we've talked about it on here, you know, multiple times. You know, Colorado seems to be very close to making that decision to bolt for the Big 12. The other name that's popped up in the past, probably past couple months, has been UConn. And that... That's been a, kind of an interesting development, you know, and it, it initially started with, you know, UConn was going to be a program 
that would just be basketball only. I think that was the initial desire of Brett Yormark. And, you, you know, UConn has kind of, I think, made it clear that they're not real interested in just being a basketball only um, member of the Big 12. They want it for all sports. I, it's starting to warm on me that, okay, for the Big 12 to get the basketball program, I'm willing to concede, you know, yeah, football can come in. You know, baseball, the, you know, Tex played played them in baseball multiple times throughout the years. So, I mean, they're not they're not a, you know, horrible basketball pro, or excuse me, uh baseball program. Um you know, football obviously they're not they haven't been a very strong program. But, you know, one of the things that's been brought up on other pod on other podcasts, radio shows is, you know, Vanderbilt is the SEC. How good of football program are they are they? Or if you go, you know, if you look at the Big Ten, uh, the Big Ten, there's all this. You know, they're viewed as you know they're on level with the SEC, and, and certainly you know money wise they are. If if not, they're making more money if as their claims as they as they make their claims. But if you know if you really look top to bottom, the Big Ten is not that strong of a conference. It's you know it's a Michigan. Ohio State are your consistent winners and then you know sure you you know you have Wisconsin's bubbled up through the years and I I think they're going to be strong with Luke Fickle as their coach uh, Penn State you know consistently is well regarded but they they never seem to take care of their business in those big regular season games to get themselves in a position to make the playoffs. Now, with a 12-team playoff, that's going to probably change, and certainly I think Penn State will be someone that's going to be regularly considered for the playoff um, moving forward. Um, But beyond that, you know, who who else is in the Big Ten? Um, you know, you could say, oh, Michigan State's had some good years. Yeah, they have, but they've kind of fallen off a cliff recently. You know, um, Iowa, Iowa's, I mean, Iowa's consistently, you know, they're, you know, get seven, seven to eight to nine wins, but are they a powerhouse? You know, no, not really. Um, certainly USC coming in, I think, is going to uh, give the Big Ten another powerhouse. But, I mean, UCLA, UCLA has not been – this massive football powerhouse through the years. They've had some good seasons. Um, you know, Purdue, I wouldn't say Purdue's that strong of a brand, that strong of a, a football program. I mean, you know, I think there's a lot of Big 12 teams that are comparable to Purdue. You know, Northwestern seems to bubble up every few years, have a good season, but then they bubble back down. Um, Indiana, I mean, are we really quaking in our boots about Indiana football? Uh, Maryland football? Rutgers football? I mean, you know, oh, and I haven't even mentioned Nebraska, who's, you know, they've fallen off a cliff. Now, I do think Matt Rule's going to rebound them a little bit. But, you know, again, the Big Ten, yeah, they're, they're credit them, you know, and credit them exploiting the Ohio State-Michigan brand primarily to get uh, gobs and gobs of, of money from CPS and Fox and NBC. But, you know, they're not they're not like top to bottom this strong conference. And, you know, again, I say all that to say, well, you know, UConn, if you bring in a UConn, that's not necessarily, I think, going to dilute 
weaken the Big 12 football brand as much as we might think. So, uh, but it's it's going to do wonders for your your basketball brand move it forward. Um, and and I think ultimately, you know, Brett Yormark kind of talked about that in in, in in you know his press conference conference call that he did. I think the ultimate goal is is you're wanting um, to spin off basketball media rights. Um, separate from football and the other sports media rights. And, and so I think that's why there is a target for a UConn. That's why, you know, Arizona makes sense um, bringing them into the Big 12 as a basketball program. You know, makes sense possibly to bring in a Gonzaga eventually um, into this into this um, conference. So um, the, the big news that came out of the conference call, I mean, certainly, you know, Yormark said there's a plan for expansion. I mean, I, I, I don't think there's any huge shock what the plan for expansion is. The plan is you want to target the West Coast and bring in, you know, some teams from the Pac-12. And I think you will get some teams from the Pac-12. It's just now a question of how many you do get in. Um, the big news was that, that the Big 12 does plan on revealing um, kind of some new branding, slogans, brand uh, things overall. And I think that is a good thing. Uh, You know, I think the Big 12, because you, you know, you you really – before you had Brett Yormark, you didn't have much of anything uh, as far as um, an actual living, breathing conference commissioner. Um, The Big 12 kind of got saddled with this – it's just Texas and Oklahoma and a bunch of scrub teams, you know, and, and, and don't get me wrong. There is going to be a shift in this conference when Texas and Oklahoma depart, but I don't think this conference is on its death door once Texas and OU depart. And I think that's because of some of the moves that you made bringing in the four teams that you're bringing in. I, I think, you know, you're going to be, um, you know, football wise, I think you're going to be a conference. And we saw that uh, this year in football where it's it's going to be a very competitive conference, you know, top to bottom, anybody can beat anybody on any given Saturday. Now, does that do wonders for, you know, your quote unquote, you know, rankings? You're not, you're, you know, are you going to have some undefeated uh, Big 12 champions? Uh, probably not. But again, you know, with with a twelve team playoff, you know, you're guaranteed at least one uh, Big Twelve team in the playoff, if not more. You know, moving forward, I don't think that I think that part's not going to be that big of a deal. Um, so, but I, I think the perception in many circles is still, well, the Big Twelve is Texas, Oklahoma, a bunch plus a bunch of just you know scrub teams, and I, I think rebranding things with this conference, you know. Would, is going to help with that perception. Now, how how far and wide is that perception? I'm not really sure. You know, I, I think in, in some forms of the Twitterverse, absolutely, that's alive and well. You know, and and I, I've certainly seen that with you know people when you start talking about well, why would the these Pac-12 teams leave to an inferior conference? <laughs> Pac-12 needs to look at themselves in the mirror. And kind of the same with some of the ACC schools, you know, like a Pitt, like a Louisville, that think, well, they're in, they're in such a strong conference position. Why would they leave that to go to some sort of sinking ship like the Big 12? You know, the fact of the matter is the Big 12 is more stable right now than the Pac-12 and the ACC. You know, the Pac-12 clearly, I mean, it's a sinking ship. They they can't find anybody to, to play their um, – their 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 programs, um, ACC. I think uh, many of their teams 
have been lured into a little bit of a false sense of security because they have this grant of rights still till 2036. Um, two problems with that. Number one, there are seven ACC schools actively trying to get out of that contract um, for a variety of reasons. One of the variety of reasons is I think there are some programs in the ACC that have a great chance to get themselves into the SEC for sure. Now, could Big Ten come calling as well? Yeah, that's a possibility as well. Um, and so – the other the other strategy there is if if they're not bolting for another conference, they're wanting to get a little bit more of the lion's share of 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 TV money because they think they're the ones making that money. They don't want this equal revenue sharing that they're in right now with um, this grant of rights stuff. So that's one issue with the ACC. You know, you know, currently has right now is you know the, the the contract that they have people are wanting to actively get out of it the other thing is if you look at the if if you look at the money payouts the big 12 is now lapping the ACC as far as media right payouts yeah you're behind the SEC and big 10 and you're you're not in a position right now probably to to get even close to where they're at but you you've been able to, to kind of firm up third third highest highest paid uh, pretty easily because you know Pac-12 falling apart, and then the ACC, the grant of rights, they they've just they're not making the money uh, comparably to the to the Big 12. So there's lots of moving pieces, and certainly going to be probably lots of stuff we're going to talk about. Um, there was one question that I want to go ahead and answer that I got uh, from the Twitterverse, and again, if you want to ask questions. Make sure you're following the official Twitter of the Chris Carpenter Show. It is at the C Carp Show. Um, I'd love to get more questions in. Love to answer more questions. We kind of gotten away from the question stuff um, just for a variety of reasons. Um, hopefully, you know, with with kind of the transitions I'm going through, we can kind of get back to question and answers some more because I do enjoy answering questions. Even you can even. Ask non-sports questions. That's perfectly all right as well. So uh, Robert Powell, and he's asked a lot of good questions before, um, asked this question, thoughts on Tadlock's coaching staff? And I think certainly probably the reason this question's being asked is, is you know, Matt Gardner, the pitching coach, there's been a lot of, lot of uh, tech fans that have kind of aimed their ire for the last two seasons of not making Omaha, they've kind of blamed him, um, you know, for that because there have been issues on with pitching. Now, I would say a couple things. Um, there are some things with the pitching that hasn't had, Tech has not had some had good luck with pitching. You know, you lost, uh, for example, this year you lost Bo Blessy basically for the entire year. You know, he came in, I think, maybe pitched one or two innings in Big 12 play. Um, you lost Trendon Parrish, and, you know, he was giving you some pretty solid innings as well when you lose him. And so you've had the injury injury issue has been an issue. Um, yes, you've struggled the last two seasons specifically on a Sunday with a Sunday starter. Um, but having said that, you know, Mason Molina last year and Kyle Robinson this year, 
you've seen a lot of growth from them, and I think you can lay the feet of uh, growth on Matt Gardner. And, you know, Matt Gardner is the same pitching coach that was there when you went to Omaha four times. And so uh, he, he, had, he hasn't forgotten how to coach pitchers. He, you've just had um, – you've had injuries, but you've also had some pitchers that haven't worked out, but you've also seen pitchers grow. Um, I think as far as the rest of the coaching staff, you know, you've got J-Bob uh, – um, you've got Eric Gutierrez, who, who got himself thrown out of the game the other night, um, which rightfully so. The, the umpire, the umpire was awful on Saturday night, and you know messed some things up, and had some really bad uh, play calls then, or excuse me, yeah, calls then. Um, but I, at the end of the day, overall, I, I, I'm fine with Tadlock's coaching staff. I think you, I think he's assembled a really strong coaching staff. I think. You have a staff that recruits really well. If you look at the recruiting rankings, Texas Tech has done very solidly well over the past several years. I don't think coaching is the issue, um, and and I'm I'm not a fan of making a coaching change. You know, moving forward, I don't I don't think that's um, the strategy to to move towards as far as this team. So. I'm fine with the coaching staff. I I think they're I think they're okay. Again, you had a great season. I mean, you got within one game of going to a super regional. This this is not a program falling down, fading away. Um, you're continuing to be, uh, be a program that is consistently playing in June, um, and is looked at. I think with a, with a lot of respect around the rest of the country, around the rest of the college baseball world. So. Great question. Um, again, you know, continue to if you please follow me uh, on the official Twitter of the Chris Carpenter Show, which is at the C Carp Show, and I will answer questions. We are going to have a midweek madness this week. I'll record on Wednesday, and we're going to talk summer movies. We're going to talk about the summer movies that I'm looking forward um, to the most. You know, I know we're we're already in June, and some of the summer summer movies have kicked off. I'll talk about some that I've already seen, but I will also talk about some that I am looking forward to as well. So make sure uh, follow whether it be on Apple Podcasts, the Spotify, Amazon Music. Make sure you're following and subscribing to this podcast. Also, you know, give me a review as well. I'd love to get some reviews as far as my podcast and make sure you're when you subscribe it'll automatically download to your device the next episode we are going to record a normal episode next week and i think uh what we're going to be doing next week is we're going to talk the top five best moments of the texas tech athletics year this year so make sure and subscribe and you'll be able to have access to that when i record Till then, I hope everybody has a great week, and I will see you next time for The Chris Carpenter Show.